All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Logic and reason be damned. I am done trying to figure out if this team will show up or won't show up against bad teams. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to flip a coin. Heads were positive about the Oilers today. Tails were negative. Whoa, dropped it. What do you think it is? It's heads. 7-2 Oilers win incoming. Let's get to it with the lead. You know, if they win 7-2, we got to do the coin thing. I like the coin flip. It's like an element of chance. We're going to Vegas tomorrow. Yep. I like like the connection. Are you at all, though, looking at the flights and everything happening there and being a little... Well, we can't control Mother Nature. I know. Um, And we have low, low ceiling, low visibility. But I'm seeing, I'm seeing some planes are starting to, to land. Tomorrow's forecast, I talked to a guy, I play hockey at the airport. Yeah. He said tomorrow, they were hoping today would be a catch-up day for the day before. That doesn't look like it's off to a poor start. But um, the visibility, and it looks like we might get a little bit of sun tomorrow. So that means kind of this inversion that we're experiencing goes away. So we should have put some weather maps up here. You could have done a full presentation. You could have gone where- full Mike Sobel. Yeah. Uh, all right. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. We're streaming live on the Nation Network YouTube as well as on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, shout out to everyone who listens to the show as a podcast as well. If you're in the YouTube chat and it's your first show, drop a comment. I'd love to say hello. Um, we're going to get to Liam in a second. We're coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio as well. And it is a Sherwood Ford Giant game day because the Oilers are in Anaheim tonight to take on the Ducks. And yes, the coin says we are being optimistic. So we are being optimistic today. This is 
every game, it feels like from now to the end of the year is going to be a must win game. But like, if you can't beat the Ducks, something's seriously wrong. But I got a feeling this team is going to show up tonight. The Oilers? Or yeah. The Ducks. The Oilers, not the Ducks. They're terrible. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> they have to show. Oh, sorry. I'm very positive. I know. Yes. Positive. Oilers are going to go down to Disneyland go. and whip some duck ass. There you go. Uh, there's a lot of trade talk in the YouTube chat right now. So we're going to get to that. Frank is going to stop by, as you can see at the bottom of your screen. He's going to be around in like 10 minutes here. So we're going to dig into a few things with our guy, Frank Saravalli. Everett says, I no longer get my hopes up for an, any Oilers game because you never know when they feel like showing up for a full 60. The coin says they're going to show up for a full well, si- it sucks 60. Because the games, they, they're late games. Like Monday was a late game. Yeah. And you're like half dead and you're watching it. They're half dead. And you're just like, uh, yeah, what am I even doing here? No bueno. Uh, Dr. Gonzo says revenge game. Campbell will shine and nuge with four points. Terry says back to positivity. Aren't we go Oilers and Rusty is in as well. Says good to have you back in the chat. Rusty Uh, Dukes 91. I haven't felt this defeated since the trade is one for one. Well, the coin says they're going to win tonight. So you have no reason to feel defeated at all. Someone was asking if the Ducks are going to be starting an AHL caliber goalie again tonight. Um, Well, that doesn't bode well for us. No, it doesn't. And them starting their number one, John Gibson, would bode well for us. Also, John Gibson in his last game gave up seven goals and they didn't yank the guy. So, so, you know, he's bouncing back. I don't know if he's bouncing back. I don't know if he has that in him because in his last five starts for the Anaheim Ducks, he's given up 19 goals. And yes, there's even a shutout mixed in there, but he's still given up 19 goals in his last five games. So it's been kind of ugly as of late for John Gibson. Um, I don't know. I, I like the Oilers matchup here tonight. They've lost to the Ducks once this year. I know. I get it. But when you just look at how much this Ducks team just bleeds everything, goals against, scoring chances, shots against, they're not a quality hockey team. Yes, they beat the Oilers. The Oilers put up 50 shots, made some 10-bell mistakes, mistakes. That'll happen. They gave the Ducks that game. The Ducks really didn't do a whole heck of a lot to earn that hockey game, in my opinion. In the Ducks' last five games as a team, they've allowed 21 goals against. 19 of those 21 are at five on five. And that is with a shutout mixed into there as well. So in one of those games, it was a goose egg. In the other four, they've allowed 21 goals against. That's stunning. They've allowed 40 plus shots on goal in eight of their last 10 games. It's basically a lock that the Oilers are going to get 40 shots on goal tonight. They just need to score and we'll get to our keys to victory a little bit later on as well. But it's just, oh, it's such a winnable game. And there's a part of me that, yes, is a little bit nervous. It's a scheduled win. It is 100% a scheduled win tonight. And it should be a scheduled win on Thursday as well. Or sorry, Friday against the San Jose Sharks. It's just, they got to do their job, Jay. That's the bottom line. If they go out there and just do their job, if everybody looks in the mirror and says, I know what I need to do for this team to be successful tonight and executes it, no problems at all. It'll be smooth sailing. It'll be, as the coin said, a 7-2 win. Like, <laughs> I know we're all very frustrated. Mm-hmm. It's been a very frustrating time the last six weeks. But <laughs> this is a game where on paper, we are Dave, we are Goliath versus David. Yes. Right? And obviously, we know <laughs> that story doesn't end well. But we got to just go in and trounce. We got and embarrassed ourselves in L.A. Embarrassed ourselves and just let L.A. just run around and, and just destroy us. 
We got an easier team. We have to take out the similar to that coyotes game that where it's like Oilers have to go and they have to destroy the coyotes. Like this, this, this seven, two, what the coin is saying, like, this is what better happen. Yep. I'm with you, man. hundred percent. Uh, Lucas is in welcome to the chat. Regular podcast listener. First time live hey, watcher Lucas. he said so much talk about the defense yes we need to play better defense but this is a team game the forward group needs to be more defensive minded we got into that on yesterday's show with bruce Kerlock, and he identified a couple of plays that were concerning to him and the defense not coming out or sorry the forwards not coming back and supporting the forwards not getting to the right spots to help the d transport the puck up the ice as well and i get it 100 and that kind of ties into a comment from tyler who says we got to separate 25 and 5 nurse and CeCe. And it sounds like we're going to get that tonight. Vinny DeHarnay expected to make his season debut. We're expecting the Oilers to go 11-7, and seven, which means four right shots, which means it won't always be Nurse and CeCe. It won't always be Bouchard Broberg. won't always be Kulak with Barry. You're going to have Vinny DeHarnay kind of mixing into there. He's big. What's the over-under on his minutes tonight? I'll, I'll say he plays six minutes. I was thinking seven. Yeah, and I would imagine they use them on the PK a little bit. See what they got there. We use them on the PK, see what you got there. And also, that's just an easy spot to take minutes away from some guys who are maybe getting overplayed a little bit. So I don't think that's a terrible spot as well for them. I don't know. I'm hoping they give him a legitimate look because the raw tools of this guy, he's a monster. He's six foot nine on the broadcast. They said he's he li- six, nine or six, seven, sorry, okay, six, seven, nine is insane. Yeah. Six, nine would be crazy. Um, and Bruce's scouting report on him yesterday for us with that, you know, he kind of skates like a guy who's six foot seven. He's got the boots of a big, tall defenseman, but he makes up for that. The wingspan is yeah, impressive. He, he and, gets in the way. He covers up a lot yeah. of ice. So we'll see. We'll see what the Oilers get out. of. I'm happy for him. Like, it's he a did, good story. Like, I he hope was, he-, he was drafted in 2016. He's grinding. That's crazy. He's grinding. That is crazy. And on the broadcast, yeah, they said he looks like a Bond villain, which I love too. The Oilers need a little bit of that. What do you mean? Like you see, the one thing I did like was the physical pushback uh, that we showed a bit in LA. Like Mm -hmm. we're getting our asses kicked and you know, we got a little bit dirty. Like the Bison King fight was hilarious. Like, like you love, I, I love him. For doing it, um, he still has a long way to go and learn in terms of technique. But I, I, I respect him. Go first of all, laying that hit, yeah. and then answering the bell when Deneau came after him, and like really aggressively, quickly, and quickly dropped off his flippers, which is fun. The Zach Hyman thing was fantastic. When he's telling, I, I want to know what Leon said to Zach. That's what I want to know. When he's like, I'm going to go home. I think I, I wonder if Leon was like. Are you okay to do so? Or is he like, don't do it, man. We gotta we're trying to score here. I don't know. I, I'm wondering what he did. But like that was a good fight. I was happy to see that. And then our boy Clem. Clem. Clean. Clean the dream. Clean the dream. That was Brandon Mew is like he's not a heavyweight, but he knows how to fight and he throws he throws bombs. So that was mm-hmm. good to see uh how that fight went and how Clem could stay in. The one thing though on the on the on the um Hyman fight that I noticed was when they panned to the bench while the fight was going on, you saw a very disinterested McDavid. And though these are things where if, even if the the game isn't going right, this is supposed to be stuff to try to get the team going. And he was just already so frustrated at that point that he didn't even care. That's bad. 
I'm not, that's not, that's not me saying that's bad on McDavid's character. It's just bad that it, it's at that point. That to me is a very interesting signal to keep following. I was irritated in the last power play attempt they had when McDavid dry and Nuge, the three attempts to enter the zone. Oh yeah. They, they all checked failed. out. And they, yeah, they checked That's what I'm out. They're frustrated. Like they're, they've checked out like frustrated has crept in so much. But then we also saw McDavid in the third period go lay two massive hits. I know. So maybe, he, maybe that's a sign that it's not checked out in the extent of like, we're done. It was checked out in the sense of sense of tonight's not going our way. Forget about it. And maybe that leads to them playing a little pissed off tonight, which they need to start doing. My God, we need to be playing pissed off like every game from here yeah. on out. So like, that's the thing. Like when we put ourselves in this situation, it just means we have to work that much harder in the second half, which makes us, you know, a little bit tired going into the playoffs. Like yeah. we have to stretch and extend Skinner. If you're the hot goalie, congratulations on the new baby. I don't know if it was born yet, but congratulations think, is, is, is due. They said late Wednesday or Thursday, maybe. So, well, today, tomorrow, yeah. welcome to fatherhood. It's, it's a, it's a ride. Yep. Um, but if you're hot, you're starting. You're playing a lot. Who are they talking about? Uh, who is it? Is it in LA or the team we played before? Like how they've had to play 11 straight games. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which, which team that was, but anyways, might have been Gorgiev. They're, they're yeah. Gorgiev. They're riding their goalie. Mm-hmm. Get ready for that. Like we're going to be doing all the things we need to do to be racking up W's because we don't have a choice right now. Uh, before Frank's ready to go. And I do want to get to Frank, but we also have been neglecting our boy Liam because he's not in studio with us today. And I miss seeing his face across the room. Um, but he is active in the chat. Liam, our light goal today, you're setting it at 81. That seems high. Our light goal is 81. And here's the reason. Yeah. If we're being positive, Jack Campbell has 80 career wins. And tonight he gets 81. There you go. That's it. Mm, I like I that. Like, I like it. A little bit of manifesting yeah. from our guy, Liam. Well, we got the coin. We got the Liam manifestation. Yeah, we're, Everyone's mm-hmm. got to play their role. We're pulling out all the stops. Uh, the big chat, the big talk early in our nation network YouTube chat was about some trade options. So we're, what are we, what are you calling it? Fired up with Frank today? Firing it up with Frank. Yeah. Fired up with Frank. We are fired up. Oilers nation is fired up. And now we are going to be fired up with Frank. So let's uh, bring in our friend, Frank Saravalli. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There he is. Hello, Frank. Your appearance is brought to you by Star Mechanical. Star Mechanical has been one of Edmonton's top new home plumbing installers for the past 20 years. Their crew is highly qualified, just like our insider, Frank Saravalli, is highly qualified to do this segment. Frank, your deadline countdown article today titled Jacob Chikrin, Buyer Beware. That felt like a message to the Oilers fans who feel like Chikrin is just the answer and will turn them into a cup contender. Yeah, it was buy or beware, not buyer beware. Although you could also buyer beware as well. Um, a really in-depth scouting report. And this is for people that aren't regular watchers of the Arizona Coyotes, or even if you are, um, went through and, uh, you know, really two, I'd say two to three solid months worth of Chickering games and dating back to last season as well. And, you know, you, you can read through this. There's a lot of text here. But essentially, the, the gist of the story is this. Jacob Chikorin is, in, in a lot of teams' views that I've spoken to, a middle pair defender who is a power play shot threat. And he's a somewhat below average defender. He's not a strong transporter of the puck. He is someone that chips the puck off the boards a lot. He um, uses the glass a bit. Um, he deflects pucks to teammates. He's not a huge passer. And so this was, you know, sort of a really nerdy view of, of what his game looks like, good and bad, because he's a pretty special power play producer. He's fourth in the league in goals per 60 minutes over the last five seasons. The guys that are in front of him are all world type defensemen like a Kale McCarr. Um, and so he's part of elite company on that front. But when I look at the Oilers as a whole, guys, I, I just think he's not the right stylistic fit. And he also comes at a premium price that the Arizona Coyotes are basing off of his contract. Although when you add all these things together, it feels like he's someone that would be asking for an unprecedented return based on what his skill set is. So does it feel like, or is that the reason why he's just been on the market for as long as he has been? I know he's been banged up as well, and that played a role, but it feels like the Yotes are saying premium asset because of that contract. And a lot of teams are saying, yeah, great contract. Love that he has term, love that he's young. But for right now, he maybe only is like a $5 million D-man. Right, and that's exactly it. In that this flat cap world, he probably a lot of the surplus value that you saw him at, like he's been on the market for more than a calendar year. And so last year, instead of getting two and a half years of Jacob Chikrin, you would have got three and a half years. Like some of that surplus value has diminished. And so I think that's something important to keep in mind, especially as the salary cap's going up, having him on that contract becomes less of a big deal when everyone has some more space to go around. So, um, I think the bottom line is this when it comes to the Oilers. They're making their calls. They have recently in the last week checked in again on Jacob Chikrin. They've checked in on a bunch of different defensemen. 
And I think where they've left it at the moment, and obviously subject to change, is that they're going to wait a bit and see how the defense market develops. They might make another trade between now and March 3rd that involves bringing in a penalty killer or bringing in a forward that has some edge. They're looking at a bunch of different options on that front. But I think they've determined for right now that they don't really know what to do on the defense front, what stylistic fit is best. And I think they're going to try and be patient. What's your opinion on that? What, who should they be targeting right now based on who's available? So Jay, I don't think they need a guy to plug in on the power play like Chikrin. By the way, he's not a power play facilitator. He's not a passer. He's not a quarterback. He's just someone you load up as a cannon, gets pucks on net, very accurate with a hard shot, and he has a knack for getting them through traffic. And that's valuable, but for an Oilers power play, that's fine as it is. It's You don't need help there. You've got Barry. You've got that's Bouchard. Cool. Yeah, like why... That's not an area of need. So for me, I think stylistically, they need a true defender. They need someone that's going to absorb the forecheck well, handle and manage pressure, make solid passes and plays, and make life easier on your goaltenders. And obviously, the goaltending has been an issue. I also think the Oilers have been pretty careless with the puck at times. So I think that further highlights the need for someone that is going to put out some of the fires that you have in your own end. And so stylistically, I think, you know, although he's still also going to be expensive and is not, you know, the flashy, sexy name that everyone's talking about, but I think way more along the lines of Vladislav Gavrikov is a need for the Oilers than Jacob Chikrin. And in, in your opinion, what's the acquisition cost for Gavrikov? So they're probably looking at a first round pick and a prospect. I think they're hoping to get in Columbus more than they got for David Savard, which was pretty expensive as it was. I don't think they're going to exceed that. They may match the deal. That's the blueprint for moving forward for Gavrikov. Um, Someone that can play big minutes, uh, still relatively young at 27. You could afford probably to re-sign him if you really like what you see from him. Doesn't need to only be just a rental. And a pretty sharp player in terms of making correct reads and playing sound defensively. So not perfect, but I think that's sort of the ideal stylistic fit as I see it. Interesting. I wonder how the market will kind of take shape. Take shape. And I actually don't think it's like, a poor play at all the way, as frustrating as that might be for the people watching in the YouTube uh, but, uh, chat. But, okay, but Jay, look at even over the last week, Matt Dumba's now apparently on the market. And Dumba's available. been on the market for two years. But, he, he has been available for two years. Okay, but the more and more names that get added to this list, prices should hypothetically come down a bit. No, Frank? Like if, if in the next six weeks, three more teams say, you know what, we got to sell. We're not making the playoffs and three or four more defensemen get added to the market. Costs should drop. No. First off, I I don't know who made this board because I don't have any indication right now that Matt Dumba is available. Um, Jay, like I think it's been a possibility, um, but I think the wild are actually still in wait and see mode just for the record, because they have a team that's really competitive. And unless they find a true, number one center that they feel like they can add to their team and have to trade Matt Dumba for cap flexibility purposes, 
they're not trying to weaken their defense group heading into the playoffs just to recoup assets. I think they're pretty comfortable, if need be, heading into the playoffs and using him and letting him walk um, sort of as the quote-unquote own rental, which I think is one of the best terms out there, own rental. No, I think that's just a guy under contract. Uh, but that <laughs> little diversion for me, um, yeah, like wait and see what happens. Like what happens if I, – I, I think sometimes it's what worth happens paying – What lose tonight? Well <laughs> – but that's the thing. Like I, this is hey, like, hey, hey. the reality the for us is we the, the fire is hot Whoa. right now under our ass. What what happened to the positivity aspect here? Well, no, we I know, but like the, the coin, Jay. We said we were going to be positive. I, I'm feeling positive about us making a deal here. Like it's it's the reality is just it, it's it's if 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 we keep sliding, then I guess we're sellers. Then you're saying if you wait too long and well, I don't know. I like, guess yeah. until I see change, like tonight, like should win but like this is a very important road trip i'm not saying put someone in the roster right now but like we need to we we are we've built ourselves a situation where the second half of the season we need to crazy outperform the first half of the season Mm -hmm. which means you know changing up some things potentially also changing mindsets and reducing mistakes and there's a lot of systematic things here that we need to to solve but you know, we're, we are like the time is te- kind of becoming now to start addressing some of our roster concerns. Is it not? Given no, kind of I, the situation we put ourselves in. I agree with you in that. I think there's real urgency here, <clears throat> but I believe the Oilers have a difference of opinion in terms of what the best move to make is. Is it, is it more of a puck moving guy or is it more of a defensive stalwart? And so you couple that sort of idea with prices being high. And I think they're, they also want to give themselves some time to play out of it, I think, too. You know, I think you're right in saying that this is a must-win game. I think you're right in saying that this is a season-defining road trip, potentially. We've talked the last few weeks about how critical these games are against Pacific Division opponents when you've played the fewest games against your division in the division. But they're not, there's no sort of alignment here. There's no focus on the scope that's set in on one defenseman that they're keyed in on to go get. And I think until that's the case, you know, they need to make up their mind really first off, and then you can figure out the rest of it. Fair enough. So if you're someone sitting there holding your breath, thinking Ken Holland can make a move in the next week for a D man, eh, maybe maybe you don't want to do that. Who, who knows? Maybe it happens in the next hour. Uh, I mean, I, you, you can never say never because they are actively talking, which is a step up from where they were ten days ago. But mm-hmm. I, I don't ha- I don't get any sense that there's a consensus yet on what route they're going. Fair enough. Uh, before we let you go, Frank, we do have to do our weekly plug for our friends at Tourism Jasper and the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. CHEHockey.com is where you can go. If you want to sign up a team and head out to Jasper, end of the month, January 28th for that Pond Hockey Tournament, three of us, we're going to be on a team together. There's also going to be like a neat little panel on the Friday night. With a hot stove. A hot stove, that's what you call it, with Frank, the barn burner guys, the on-the-bench guys are going to be cruising around. And Frank has promised us, actually, as a part of this, he will break a trade live during that hot stove, which is pretty neat, Frank. Yeah, I don't remember agreeing to these terms, but 
I will tell you that it's an interesting time because that will be right around when teams are entering their bye week. And I was saying to you before, Tyler, that I think there's a possibility that teams might want to make some trades around that time just because it could give your player a chance to settle in into his new city, take care of a lot of off-ice stuff instead of it being so crazy and rushed that you could then sort of hit the ground running on the other side of the all-star break, which would be a nice benefit to making a trade in that window. And also, there's a chance that something like that could happen because we're seeing teams begin to wrap up their amateur and pro scouting meetings. They're mostly taking place over these first three weeks of January, which gives us at least a fighting chance to fulfill on something as outlandish as that. Hey, I'm, I'm just writing with Frank will have some kind of, it's a yeah. hot stove. It'll Frank will have something good for you. Yeah. And we're going to be doing a watch party for the Oilers game on Saturday too. Just having a great time. There's nothing better than a little pond hockey in the mountains with that fresh mountain air. Very excited. Uh, Frank, thanks for doing this. Can't wait for you to come up and sit in this chair right here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Can't wait for, uh, I want to see you guys skate. I think most importantly, I want to see yeah. who's got some skills. I want to see you skate. The Oilers Nation team is is a pretty good team. Our we're a wagon. Yeah, well, wagon. We didn't win, but we'll, we we came we'll, in third because of the forfeit. That's right. Look, we'll I, I'm him. not I'm not going to toot my own horn. I am on the ice still a bit coaching, so I'm not playing in a men's league right now. But um, I did every year at Christmas during World Juniors play with the TSN crew, uh, some former Olympians, former NHL players, and they'd always be like, "Oh my God, Frank actually he knows how to play." So. I thought that was well. We need you. Fun, yeah. We got to beat third place. We, we got to just beat right. Barmer. That's it's like the Battle of Alberta oh. in Jasper. Well, they've got an NHL alumni playing with him, but he's a goalie, so I'm not too concerned. Does that count? Oh, yeah, they do. No, it doesn't count at all. Goalies aren't real. Uh, all right, Frank. Thanks for doing this, man. We'll chat again next week. See you guys. All right, there you go. There's Frank Saravalli. Brought to you by Star Mechanical. All your plumbing, gas fitting, everything needs, heating needs as well. We did confirm that, Jay. Starmechanical.ca. Our screen in front of us keeps glitching. I know. So I think the show's off, so then I turn off. I know. It's it's very rattling right now. And there's a part of me that's just going to get up and unplug it in a second, but I won't do that. Um, anyways, back to the Nation Network, a YouTube chat as we get set for... The game against the Ducks. Kylie was in, asked what the like goal is and why we set it at 81 because tonight Jack Campbell will get his 81st career NHL victory. It is actually wild that he hasn't even hit 100. Shows you how little he's played. Yeah, I'm staying positive. Yeah, we are staying positive today, right, Liam? Absolutely. We need to. We need to stay positive because there's no other way. I'm going aggressive puck line tonight. I think I might too. It's like my, we'll get into the betting a little bit later. We'll save it. Uh, Bison mask guy said, uh, yeah, physical, someone to stop the rush, break down a cycle, gritty in front of the net. And then he says in all caps, your answer, Radko Gudis. I don't hate that. I don't hate it as a depth defenseman, but like it's, we have to get him and someone else. If we're just, if we're getting him. You'd have to be playing him on your offside, on his offside as well, on the left uh, as a lefty, right? Um, but if the Oilers have the assets and the cap space for like an A move and a B move, okay? Mm-hmm. Gavrikov, based on the ask, is an A move, which means you're getting your B move would be for your centerman or your forward. 
are you better with Gavrikov and insert depth forward here, Sam Lafferty, let's say, mm-hmm. or are you better with Jonathan Taves and Radko Gudis? Right. I'm just, and again, this is a team defense issue. The blue line is not I, great. Oh, they need an man. extra piece. I, I get I, it. But maybe the answer is just bulk up that forward group. Maybe Taves, maybe Taves. But why couldn't you do all three? Taves, Gavrikov, and Gudis? Yeah. Cause Gudis is a salary dump because Florida needs to make room. And there's going to be interest in me serviceable, but, but the issue the acquisition there, cost might not be that crazy. It won't be, but we probably have to send some salary their way. So that kind of changes things. So that's Gavrikov, similar situation. And then Gavrikov Columbus doesn't need, needs a third team. Florida can't retain on, on Gudis. You'd have no. to get a third team involved <laughs> and then, or you'd have to get a third team involved just to send money out the door to. So that's the issue with Gudis. Um, the other side is Gavrikov Columbus can retain on. Very easily. Yep. They're not going to the playoffs. They have no reason, like nothing there. Yep. So Gavrikov, they can retain on Taves. You have to get a third team involved because that salary has got to get down to two and a half million. You're going to have to have money going out the door as well. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm just spitballing other ideas. Sorry. I think, I think Taves brings so much more than all three of those players combined with just what he can actually like, in a leadership standpoint and like the experience he has, isn't that kind of what the Oilers need in a way? Like Gudis would be good. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Gudis would be good. But like is Sam Lafferty going to like bring anything extra to the team that they really don't already have? Like Taves, I think can be a bit of an X factor for them. Right. Yeah. For me, like Sam Lafferty is the kind of move and we've heard him connected to the Oilers before Sam Lafferty is the kind of move I could see them making in the next four days. Where it's like, hey, we need some help on the PK. We want to get our bottom six playing a more competitive style. And we want to wake up the team a little bit. We're trading a third rounder for Sam Lafferty. Boom. You're, you're just mixing it up a little bit. And some would say shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic, I suppose, which is also a way to look at it. But I don't know. I think that's the type of move. You can fix the depth in your bottom six or improve, refresh the depth in your bottom six. Is probably the best way to put it relatively quickly tonight. Um or relatively quickly in the next week or so. The defense is just going to be harder to do, and I think there's something to be said about just waiting it out a little bit. I know it sucks. It sucks. You're going back to, well, they just need to play better. Well, they do also need to play better. <laughs> so, I know. I've, I just, uh, it's tough. I guess once you add you know Kane... You get scrambling. GMs never want to throw you a life raft. They want to throw you an anvil. And that's how you end up doing Kajula for Manning and Strom for Spooner. It's when you panic. That was just straight insanity. I know. Is what that was. Mm-hmm. So Ken's not insane. Yeah. Liam? I just, you say like, what was it you said then? Sorry about the bottom six. Like you kind of upgrade it, right? But like, so you, when you add Kane into this forward group too, your bottom six gets a little bit better then. So if you add like a Taves on top of that, then everything just kind of shuffles down. You lose like, I don't know, a Yanmark or a Devon Shaw or whatever. Then all of a sudden your bottom six has a, a Clint Costin in there more often. And then also a Ryan Agent Hopkins or a Jonathan Taves. Like that's a big upgrade. 
Let's get into tonight's hockey game again. It is a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant and their parts store, where not only do they have the genuine parts you need to keep your vehicle running smoothly, but a giant selection of merchandise, clothing, and apparel. Perfect for gifts and gear. And when you go there, 10% off between now and January 31st. So a great deal going on over thanks to Sherwood Ford. For the Oilers tonight, I have not seen them skating yet because they're on Pacific time. Not or uh, Haven't done their morning skate yet. So I would imagine... Actually, no, it's hard to say that they'll keep things consistent from last game. But shake it up. So you say shake it up? Well, I don't know. You gotta do something. We need a spark. And, do you, you know, shake up the five on five, roster, or do you just shake up the moving them around? So like you know, you. expecting a different result is also interesting. You know, yeah, logic. But hmm. we got to get firing. Got to get firing. Um, yeah, McDavid Yamamoto. The thing is, like, they they keep doing the McDavid Yamamoto Costin thing out of the gates in these games, and then Clint Costin plays like four minutes with Connor McDavid, yeah. and they just use McDavid to rifle through a bunch of these lines. But so, that's, but it's fine. Well, but that's going eleven and seven. That's the point is to have McDavid bounce around. But yep. the thing is, is that Costin doesn't stay with Yamamoto. No, he gets split up. So. Yeah, I'm not saying that you should, well, maybe you should just stick with it for a little bit longer. But last game, McDavid, Costin, and Yamamoto played 421 together as a trio. You also had McDavid playing with Yamamoto and Holloway for a minute 42 as well. McDavid played with Drysaddle and Yamamoto for about a minute. So, yeah, they were just throwing him all over the place in that hockey game. But we, again, that was assume- a hell of a goal he scored against LA. Yeah. Anyways. We are assuming it's going to be 11 and 7. So, Aaron, could you flash that back up, actually? Because one of these guys has got to come out if you're going to go 11 and 7. I don't want to scratch Pugliarvi after his fight. I think that sends a bad message. There's one guy, and Liam, I think you're going to be agreeing with me on this. There's one guy here who didn't have a hit, didn't have a shot, hasn't done a lot lately, and it's Warren Fogel. I think he's the odd man out again tonight. I agree. Uh, he's the only one for me who kind of deserves to I'm not be in the lineup. Like The only other one would be Janmark. Yeah, but Janmark you use on the PK, so I don't want to take him out. Exactly. So Fogel's the guy. Blows my mind. That he can't be a consistent hockey player. I want Warren Fogel to work here so bad. I know. Remember when he came here and we heard scouting reports where it was like, "Hey, the Oilers got Zach Hyman, and then they got the next Zach Hyman and Warren Fogel, and that's who some people, not Edmonton people, like people around the league, thought that's what he could kind of yeah. play as a guy who could fit in next to Connor McDavid potentially and all this excitement and like yeah, man when you get it? when you get healthy scratched for two games you would think you come in with some real piss and vinegar into the lineup and he just didn't he was flat so I'm mm. sitting him again or I'm putting him on waivers should have done that in the summer probably should have dumped him in the summer yeah but again like you don't sell when guys value is at their lowest and that line of thinking you wanted to see him bounce back because again if he could have came and bounced back this year you would have had a valuable trade piece or you would have had just a flat out valuable piece of your lineup davin says take Yanmark out in the summer i don't know how hard they tried to move him in the summer honestly well wasn't the the whole thing of we're trying to get kyle connor uh kyle brown uh, what's his name Connor Brown, Connor Brown. That's his name. Yeah. And then they there could was, have moved yeah. Fogel for the pick. You could have moved Fogel for a pick and then used a higher pick to go get Connor Brown. The deal didn't end up working out or whatever it was. Um, but someone said, take Yanmark out and put Warren Fogel in and just use him on the penalty kill. The issue is Warren Fogel cannot kill penalties. 
Look at the time on ice from this season. Matthias Janmark, only Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been on the ice for more PK time than Matthias Janmark, and Janmark's played 14 fewer games than him. Janmark is one of their more reliable That's PK why you can't guys. take him out. You need him. Warren Fogle has killed, in 29 games, 15 minutes worth of penalties. That's 30 seconds a game or whatever. Good math, your Amchuk. Um, I just, I don't think you can trust Fogel on the PK. And I think for that reason, you got to take him out. Rusty says, does anyone claim him off waivers? No, I don't think anyone touches him at 2.75 million. He's at this point, a negative asset. He's a piece who you throw into a trade because the team says, all right, we're doing this deal for insert rental here. Columbus, talking to Columbus. They're going, you know, we want a first. Edmonton goes, well, we'll give you a second. And they go, we'll take Fogel if you give us a first. And it's like, okay, that value lines up then. Mm-hmm. Uh, James says, here's a suggestion. Suggestion. Put together a shutdown third line centered by McLeod. Trust them to just check, check, check other teams' top lines. Then McDavid's line is but free who's to get line? better matchups. See, and that's the problem. Uh, yes, in theory, yes, we need a shutdown third line. But who are the, who are the people on that line that are going to do that? Part of it comes back to Warren Fogel. McLeod, Fogel, Pugliarvi should be a line that just has it in their brains to forecheck like hell and put everything on net. They'd be good in the neutral zone. They should be hitting everything that moves, but it's three guys or two guys that love to fly by and Pugliarvi, who I don't view as an effective forechecker when it comes to like turning over pucks consistently. I think he's a little too inconsistent in that area. So you just, you don't have the pieces. It's great. Yes, James. And you know what? If they got Jonathan Taves, maybe you can make the pieces work to build up a third line that just shuts down and makes life difficult on the opposition. But I just, they don't have those pieces. They don't have those horses. It's not in the cards. Guitar Maniac says, Tyler, you haven't said who you'd rather have, Gavrikov or Chikrin. That's a layered conversation. Chikrin is going to cost you a first to first plus a prospect. Gavrikov probably costs you just a first right now. I'm I'm more married to like I'm more married to the Gavrikov idea. Mm-hmm. Chicken was just like he's an available asset. He's to me he's better than Bouchard, and he is younger and and same price as Barry. Gavrikov, um, Chicken, Chicken, sorry, yeah. So like if you're getting rid of those two and he comes in to replace it, I think it's an upgrade. But that's not going to happen. So Gavrikov now makes sense because mm-hmm. yep. we need that defensive defenseman. We don't need puck movers. Darnell Nurse is an elite skater. So he needs to figure his shit out and yeah. be a, a, a strong puck mover and find his identity vis a game. He's lost it since he signed this contract. Yeah. He's lost his identity. He's not Daryl anymore. We've got, you know, what? I read that scouting report Frank shared on Chikrin, and it was he has a tendency to be overly aggressive, especially with the puck on the offensive blue line. Some coaches love defenders that can cut off offense early and often. Chikrin's reads can get him in trouble. Chikrin's aggressive nature can lead to him can lead him to over pursue and take bad angles in coverage, causing breakdowns in tight and high quality scoring chances against. He's Darnell Nurse. Half the price. Sure, but you have Darnell Nurse. And he's got a bomb. He's got a bomb of a shot, but he's a lefty. So we've done this whole song and dance. No, no, I know. So that's what I'm saying. I'm now. You're now Gavrikov. I'm now fine with Gavrikov. But like, why don't we just go get him now? That's the thing I don't get. Our our season is just melting away right now. And there is someone we know it is well documented that is available. Yep. 
So why aren't we doing it? Acquisition costs low, keeps more bullets in the chamber to make another bigger move, come closer to uh, closer to deadline. Get Gavrikov in now. Kane comes back at the end of the month. You know, you know if we can if we can just hold on. But the, right now, I don't. I, I, I we're staying positive about tonight. But like, it doesn't feel like we're holding on. Mm-hmm. And that's an that's issue. Fair. Like, if we don't make the playoffs this year, like we have to think about like the whole systemic impact of all this stuff. I don't want to. Well, but like it's it's reality. Like it's it's yeah. sliding. Like why aren't we taking this more seriously? I'm happy to hear now that from ten days. I'm shocked that ten days ago they weren't working the phones. Then at least now ten days later they are. Yeah. But like you have to think about the repercussions of us not making the playoffs this year. It is like non-negotiable. It's spooky. It's because like may as well blow up the team after this year. Whoa. And well, but like. I really hope they beat the Ducks tonight. Well, but like, but like, you have to because you have to think about the long, the like the yeah. long, the long term at that point. It's like, well, okay, well, we've now let down both Leon and Connor. Yeah, they've they've done everything they can. They've 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 stayed loyal to us, but we have to let them free. Mm-hmm. We owe it to them. So then, like, it's and I don't even like talking like this, but like these are like if we just keep going through this, and yeah, I know last year we were the Western Conference champions, but you know what? Or we made it to the Western Conference Finals. But we're not the Colorado Avalanche. We can't beat the Colorado Avalanche. So until we do, the cup goes through Colorado. So until we are strong enough to do that, which the current roster is not, then what are we even doing? We need to start building and arming up to be able to take on a Colorado. We're not there yet. So we got to go make moves. Like This is the reality of everything. It's not shitting on the players. Like The roster is the roster. That is on the GM. If we want to win the cup, we have to be Colorado caliber. And we just played them the other night down four guys and got our, I'm going to swear, mm. our butts waxed. An old butt waxing. Old butt waxing. Brazilian. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're not your usual self today. Well, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like becoming. Like I, I love the Oilers and I want yep. them to go win, but like yep. we have to like be realistic at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'm, 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 I'm pumped. I'm gonna be betting that you know the aggressive puck line, but like we have to like just stop and look at things for what they really are right now, and start addressing and making decisions to help correct that and be proactive as opposed to reactive. And right now we're in a reactive situation. These are things we could have done and made some done some things differently in the offseason. Could have mm-hmm. waived Pooley could have waived Fogel, or find a way to get that money off the books and start, you know, addressing our depth and then see what we have. Oh, okay. And now let's make a move for a defenseman yeah. and be in a completely different situation than we are right now. So I believe, I still believe, but like, like we just have to look at things kind of realistically. I'm not saying the sky's falling, but like, let's just look at things like things aren't good right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I don't even think that's a negative take. It's just looking at things the way they are. So let's just, let's go. Like, let's win tonight. But we can't sit back and be like, well, we beat the Ducks, so everything's okay. No, we can't. Uh, and that won't it's, be what I'm saying tomorrow if they win 7-2. It's, it's, we got to now go and, and, and absolutely roll the Sharks. And we got to go and win in Vegas. Do you want to know what's happening right now? The Kraken are going on an absolute heater of a road trip right now. It is making us finish in the top three next to impossible. Yep. And, and then we just the Kings, lost yeah. to the Kings. Yeah. So we just gave them, you know, four points. 
So we're a wild card team. So what does that mean if we're a wild card team? We have to play Colorado. Well, if Colorado gets up there, but assuming yeah. they're going to, we have to play a really good team in the first round. So like that's what we need to build the roster to roster right now to go and beat. We got to get through the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to get to the playoffs. Then we got to get through the first round, yeah. and our first round competition isn't going to be easy because we've just we just pissed away the luxury of being second or third. Dre is in. Says there's 130 people in the chat. We need 14 more night likes to get to our like goal of 81. If they hit 81, there is no way the Oilers lose tonight. So hammer the like button if you're watching on the Nation Network YouTube chat. Uh, let's get into our bets for tonight's hockey game and bring back our good friend, <laughs> Liam. Uh, Liam, the Oilers are massive favorites. Huge mm-hmm. favorites. I'm pulling it up right now to get the exact number. My, uh, minus 240. On the money line are the Edmonton Oilers. They are minus 105 on the puck line. That is my spot. That is what I'm hammering along with the Zach Hyman shot prop as well. But Liam, courtesy of our friends at Betway, what do you like tonight? Well, I'm always hitting the Zach Hyman shot prop too. So I'll go with that one. I didn't put it on the board. That just mm-hmm. should be automatic for any Edmonton Oilers game. But Jay said it before. We're going puck line tonight. We have to go puck line. We have to manifest a good Oilers victory. And then a power play goal in the first period. I mean, oh, this penalty kill hasn't been great, so it's likely that maybe Anaheim could even grab one to help us out on there too, but plus 125 on that one. But there's a lot that I like. A Connor McDavid goal was only like minus 120 as well, so that's not too bad. And then Leon Dreisaitl goal was like plus 105. So there's plenty to hit tonight. Hopefully the Oilers can just find some offense because they should come into this game pissed off. So that should not be a good thing for the Anaheim Ducks. I'm going and and excellent analysis, Liam, and I support your bets, but it's not juicy enough, my friend. If the Oilers (laughs) are supposed to be who they are tonight, if Mm -hmm. they're they're supposed to go to Anaheim and do what they're supposed to do, I keep saying supposed to, they need to throttle the Ducks. So Mm -hmm. it is minus three and a half puck line plus three, seven, five. This is similar bet to I made to Arizona. This is that exact same situation. They have to go into Anaheim and be ruthless. They have to be ruthless. They got to shut them down and we have to put up six or seven. So Oilers minus three and a half plus three, seven, five. Be advised on that one because it is chasing the juice. I'm trying to manifest what the Oilers are supposed to be tonight. I'm betting on something with an even bigger payout. I like it. Here we go. Folks, you're going to call me crazy, but I'm being positive. Plus 750. Jack Campbell shutout. <laughs> it's happening. There it is. Lock it up. Line your pockets before we go to Vegas, boys. It's happening. Plus 750. You- Why not? Who says no? What's the uh, what's the payout on math? Minus math says no. Now, nah. <laughs> what what's the payout on Jay's puck line and, and a Campbell shutout? That's got to be. You want to play roof. both of those together in one bet? So basically, like a four or five oh, nothing buddy. Oilers victory. I am throwing those Absolutely. two bad boys You're together. Talking about twenty seven hundred, twenty eight hundred. Nah, fourteen to one. Oh. There you go. Handicapper. Why not? Why not? All right. Uh, We are going to move towards wrapping this bad boy up live from the Sports Closet Studio, sportscloset.ca. Whatever your sporting needs are, whatever team you support, Oilers, NHL, MLB, NFL, they got it all at Sports Closet. Also, big shout out. It is a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day. It is a positive Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day. 
because I got a good feeling about this Oilers game tonight. I'm also going to be on Oilers Nation after dark with Connor Halley this evening following the victory as well. Shout out to everyone who tuned in on the stream. Jack Campbell, shout out. We're riding. Let's go. Everyone's optimistic. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks for tuning in. We'll chat tomorrow at noon Mountain Time. 